All right. Well, today we have the wonderful privilege of having the Brackets with us. And we have the joy of getting to hear from them after 20 years on the field. So that is quite, quite an exciting thing. So Chris, come on up and tell us all about ministry in Croatia. Thank you so much, Alex. And uh, I greet you in the name of the Baptist Church Emmanuel in Krapina, as well as the Theological Biblical Academy in Krapina. And of course, Pastor Mishko and Mira and Walter and Sonia, Todd and Lynn Dick, uh, Walter and Sonia Heaton and Todd and Lynn Dick as well send their greetings. Uh, we are very thankful um, to be here this morning. We're very thankful to be here as a family for a, a short period of time. Uh, we are here primarily because our oldest daughter has uh, started uh, school at Masters University. And way back when, when I was able to work in the outreach office and meet all the missionaries, I would always ask the missionaries uh, for advice. And one of the things we regularly heard was, if you get the chance, if you can work it out, to be in the States while your children make that transition to college, um, then then that's we advise that. And of course, uh, 20 years ago, I didn't know how God would uh, direct our paths, but uh, we are very thankful that we are 20 years later. Um, still in the mission field, same team, uh, all ministering in the language, working together. No one's left, and so we're very, very thankful. And as uh, as we mentioned, August 24th was our 20th anniversary. So we actually um, were here. Were we here on August 24th? <laughs> Where were we? It's been kind of hazy. We were what? We're driving... No, no, I mean, <laughs> on August 24th in 1998, we were, uh, we spent our first night in Croatia. Were we here on August 24th this year? Or were we in the States? We were in Georgia. Yes, we were in Georgia. Okay. What's with the heckling back here? It's been a crazy uh, few months, a few weeks. And so, um, yes, so we didn't actually spend our anniversary, that's the point, in Croatia. We were, we were here already. But we just want to share some things of, that we've seen over the last 20 years, how God has worked through our ministry. And again, not just our ministry, but the ministry of our team sent out by Grace Community Church uh, 20 years ago to work with Pastor Mishko Horvatek, who has, uh, I think, been supported by Grace Community Church since around uh, 1991 or something like that. So uh, maybe even earlier than that. So it's a great privilege to work with him. It's a great privilege to work with a national who has the same uh, commitment to the same doctrines as we do. Another thing that we heard over and over again was the biggest threat to missionary teams is personal, interpersonal relationships within the team. And, uh, and when those interpersonal problems come up, then doctrinal problems tend to get uh, uh, even more problematic. They, they, they're uh, exaggerated. And so, by God's grace, we were all missionaries of the same church and all answered to the same group of elders. And so we had to work those problems out, and God has been gracious. It's, it's been uh, just a fun, fun time, and we're very thankful to be where we are. So, 20 years ago, technical, here we go, here we go. So, there we are. So... Back 20 years ago, Grace would send out teenagers as uh, 
missionaries. And we went out 20 years ago, no children, to work with Pastor Mishko, who had, at the time, three grandchildren. And now uh, we came back. We're going to drop one of our daughters off, leave her here, unfortunately, but we're very glad to do that. And we know she's uh, making the transition very well at Masters uh, University. She's enjoying it, making the transition probably better than we have. But, of course, Nina's here, and uh, Gabby and Katie are also here. And later, I asked Gabby and Katie if it, if it was okay, uh, that if you also want to direct questions to them, they would be more than willing to answer questions. And, of course, Nina's available, too. So we went out, as I mentioned, to work with a team. So this is us uh, 18 years ago. Um, you probably kind of recognize some of these guys. Nina insists that I haven't changed at all <laughs> over those 20 years, and I won't make comments about my teammates. But uh, as I said, Mishko had three grandkids, and we had no kids. Now Mishko has 18 grandkids, and we have three kids. So we're not quiet on the way to catching up with him, but we're working there. This was us uh, over the summer at the camp that Grace Community Church really helped us start. Years ago, when we first got to the field, uh, we would receive teams primarily from the high school ministry that would come, and we started doing English camp uh, or English classes in our town of Krapina with the goal of turning that into a Bible camp. And we had that Bible camp going for years at the coast. Uh, but then a year came when all of us had to be back here for the summer, and we weren't going to be able to have the camp, and we had already accumulated quite a bit of equipment, and, and God just kind of orchestrated all that for the nationals really to, at that point, say, look, is this worth doing? Is this something we want to take over? Is this something that uh, it, would, it would be a shame for have all this equipment available and not to continue the camp? And now today, they uh, run the camp, They we work with a group of of brothers that are graduates of our our academy, that are board members of our academy, that are close uh, friends from other churches, and the camp's gone from when we were doing it at the end, maybe 35 to 45 people, and now we have up to 140 people in tents every summer uh, on the coast, listening to preaching in the morning, preaching in the evening, and just very thankful. It's always a great time to be together with them. Uh, we have uh, meetings in the morning as a, a leadership team, and it's just neat to see them thinking through issues and how to reach and uh, better uh, minister to uh, to their churches and, and our churches that are involved as well. So God has been very gracious to us to uh, have this great team. And, and as I said, uh, you can't underestimate um, the fact that we've all been together 20 years. No one's left the field. We're all ministering in the language. Our kids um, have grown up there. And very thankful for the men that God has allowed me to work with. We also went out to help Mishko as a team establish the church in Krapina, uh, Croatia. So Krapina is in a county that Mishko grew up in. And he was pastoring a church when he left here from seminary uh, in another part of the country. But his desire was to plant a church in the county that he grew up in. There's 99 Catholic churches, and we're the only non-Catholic church, and that's still true today. And um, this is a, a picture of us in 2004. We've had multiple baptisms throughout the years, 
For the first few years, we would go to another church to have a baptism because we were renting uh, property, and there's really no uh, appropriate place in our area to have a baptism. And then after um, uh, several years of that, uh, where we had had uh, various baptisms, we decided we are going to have a baptism in our own uh, building. And as far as we know, that baptism was probably the first baptism in our county uh, since the Reformation, because we know that the gospel was preached during the Reformation in our area and other parts of Croatia, but the counter-Reformation was very strong in Croatia. Why is that? Well, you know, probably some of you know that Croatia is part of former Yugoslavia. And former Yugoslavia is a man-made country uh, that uh, they essentially, after the war, decided, okay, we're going to make a country out of this area, and it's the collision of three religious empires, the Roman Catholic Church, the Eastern Orthodox Church, and then the Muslim Empire that reached all the way up into Bosnia. And so you have this collision right there between Bosnia, uh, Serbia, and Croatia, and they said, okay, we're going to make a country out of this. And Tito uh, held that together for 40 years, but as soon as he was off the scene, then literally, um, and, and some of you remember 25 years ago that war broke out, and it was literally... Um, neighbors shooting neighbors, uh, couples that had uh, uh, had been married uh, being ripped apart, and again, neighbors coming in and murdering your husband in front of your eyes. It was just very, uh, very a dark time, very difficult, but it's all tied up in national identity. They're not good Catholics. The Serbians are not good Orthodox. The Bosnians are, are not really uh, uh, really... Uh, fervent Muslims. They're all nominal, um, but it's very much a, a part of their, their identity. And so to be Croatian is to be Catholic. To be Serbian is to be Orthodox. To be Muslim is uh, to be Bosnian is to be Muslim. And I, I always say the average Baptist in Croatia knows far more about the Catholic Church than the average Catholic does. But as soon as their kids want to come to the Baptist Church for camp, or, uh, and even camp's okay, English camp's okay, but as soon as they want to come to a service on Sunday or on Wednesday night, then they become very, very, very good Catholics um, and, and are very opposed to that. So really, um, in addition to kind of the national mindset um, and the identity, it's really the fear of man that, that totally enslaves almost all uh, Croatians. And, and just what will my neighbors say? What will the priest say if my kid goes to the Baptist church? And so, as I said, we've had uh, baptisms over the years. This is a picture of us in, in 2000, in this year, uh, in our basement, or our meeting room, which is the basement of our, our um, building. Two months from now will be our last payment. We will own this uh, space outright. It's a four-story house, and we own the, the, top, the bottom two stories of it. I'm very thankful for that. Um, but uh, even this past summer, we had a baptism. Gracie was baptized. And throughout the years, one of the questions that is constantly asked of us is, what's the difference between what we believe and what you believe? And and our nationals will get asked that as well, uh, but they do certainly ask us that, expecting that there is a difference in knowing that we work with the Baptist Church. And one of the things that, as throughout the years as I've answered that question and had that discussion over and over again, 
that comes up is that we baptize believers, that you make your own profession of faith, and then you're baptized in light of that. And that is one area where we've had probably the most positive response in those conversations where Croatians have said, you know what, that's the way it should be. It should be your own decision. Um, And so I tried to leverage that this summer. Uh, Gracie was baptized at the end of English camp. We had kids there that had been campers with us for five years and volunteers for us for three years. Uh, A lot of kids that have been with us for five years um, or, or around five years. Kids we have relationships with and kids Gracie had relationships with. And so every morning before camp, we would meet. We're using them as volunteers. We're very direct with them, very open. In fact, our English camp, we preach in the morning. We teach them verses. We teach them songs, which they learn to sing and sign, um, that all have the gospel in them. We make them repeat the gospel back to us. And it's all in a local public high school. And so right now we have the freedom to do, to do that because the town appreciates and loves the English camp and the, and the excellence with which we teach English. But we also, at this point, have total freedom to uh, dictate how we'll do that. And so it's been very open. And and so even in those morning meetings, uh, we have a, a, a little devotional and and, uh, and are very direct with them about their need for salvation. And I invited multiple times that week these kids to our church on Sunday. And I said, if you dare... Come to our church on Sunday to see what adult baptism looks like. To see what it looks like when you decide for yourself to follow Christ. And Gracie also uh, really tried and invited several of her friends that she had known. And this is the way the conversation went a couple of times. I really like your church. The one or two times I've been there, I liked it. I like what you guys say. I agree with you and what you say about the Bible. Uh, I know that the Catholic Church is uh, full of hypocrisy. And I would really like to come to the baptism on Sunday, to your baptism on Sunday. Well, why don't you come? You know I can't. And that's these are kids that are 19, 20 years old in college, still uh, very much in fear of um, what their parents would say, what their Uh, neighbors would say what their friends would say. And so just, again, pray uh, for God's grace to break through and and all the seed that we've sown throughout the years uh, to bear fruit. Mishka preaches the gospel on the radio. People recognize his voice all the time, uh, which means they have to be listening, right? We distribute tons of literature, both door-to-door. Pastor Mishka, every Thursday, he's in the the, uh, park uh, distributing literature. A lot of outreach over the years, but bit by bit, person by person, soul by soul, God has added to our numbers, and we are very thankful for that. But we do hit these periods of time where we don't see very many faces, new faces, and we long for salvation. We long for the fruit uh, uh, that the gospel would bring. Uh, we're kind of uh, rejoicing and, and kind of joking on Sunday night uh, when 49 a new uh, people join Grace Community Church, and we're like, wow, that's someday we'll be at 49. Um, but uh, right now we have 36 members, and we're very thankful for all of them. A lot of kids, uh, some kids, um, but um, but God is building this church, and we rejoice in that. And, and we also know that we are called to be faithful uh, in preaching the gospel, and there are so many other uh, uh, manifestations of fruit 
certainly through that English camp throughout the years and binding churches together, training people for ministry, um, bringing uh, people together from all over the world uh, to be a part of that uh, ministry to my family, uh, my girls' involvement in that camp, uh, that being a highlight for us, and also even the relationships that we built through churches and here at Grace Community Church through the years and years of, of uh, hosting teams. All of that is fruit, and it's valid fruit of uh, short-term missions. So I would even encourage you as you see teams go out and come back in, uh, certainly we want to know <laughs> that the gospel went forth, and certainly we rejoice when we hear that souls were saved. But also take into context all the all the other things that are going on in um, in 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 that whole ministry. So just a word of encouragement. We also went out in um, 1998 to help Pastor Mishko reestablish the training that had been going on in Vienna. If you know Pastor Mishko, you know that he was a pastor 15 years in Vienna uh, of a Yugoslav church. And it was also a training center there where the Yugoslavians, when they couldn't get training in communist Yugoslavia, they would go to Vienna and Austria to get training. And so that ministry, he in fact graduated from that program before he came to Master Seminary. And um, that training had kind of been suspended. There were some extension classes going on. But his passion was to have that reestablished in Croatia. And so Grace Community Church sent uh, Todd Dick and Walter Heaton and I out to help get that reestablished. So this is a picture of our first uh, uh, class once we got there. And then this is a picture of all of our graduates. Uh, or many of our graduates, at a conference with Paul Washer uh, that took place in 2017. And so when we got there, there were three pastors. There were 21 graduates of the former program. Um, three of them were serving as pastors in Croatia. Uh, but most of them were, uh, some of them had actually uh, gone on to be with the Lord. Uh, some were in Serbia, some were in Slovakia uh, because of the, the nearness of, um, of culture. Uh, and others were ministering in uh, Montenegro and other parts of Europe. We now have 22 graduates from our third year, three-year program, or our fourth-year program. We have men ministering in about 40% of the Baptist churches in Croatia regularly. Um, we also have two missionaries, or one missionary in, Serb- in Bosnia, two church planters in Serbia, and two church planters in Slovenia. And so we are reaching uh, into all parts of former Yugoslavia. Um, we have uh, uh, about eight or nine church plants from our faculty, from our uh, graduates that are um, taking place. And I think we have a, yeah, a map here of all the places our graduates are serving. And in addition to the full-time program, if you can see the yellow uh, uh, marker there, that's where Krapina is. That's where our full-time program is. So um, we have a three-year program, a one-year, a one-year program, a three-year program. And if students really, really desire, uh, they can even go on to five years of study where they would learn Greek, Hebrew, and uh, really be prepared to continue in the training ministry um, with us. We also have five churches where we are um, ministering regularly uh, teaching seminars. Uh, there's really no church-based training that goes on. There's no Sunday schools. There's not a lot of discipleship. Most of the men that come to us have neither have never been mentored or discipled. 
Um, it's really not much going on between church service, maybe a prayer meeting during the week, and most in most of the churches, and then that's it. And so we're trying not only to provide training for pastors, but also to provide a model and train people who can also carry on church-based training at, at any level, anything that's systematic. And so we're doing that in uh, five different locations and finding potential uh, full-time students through that. And then um, we have seminars. We have hundreds of students that have gone through seminars over the last 20 years, probably uh, 10 or so students that have come for one year to two years of classes, and then the 22, as I said, who have come, come for at least three years or four years or five years of study. And so just very thankful for how God has continued to bless it. We are starting uh, next Monday with four new full-time students, and very thankful for them, uh, all coming to us from their local churches, and, and we'll be trained. Some of them already have a very clear vision. But, but really, if you can imagine, the typical leader of a church is probably there by default. He was the first person in that town uh, to live in that town who was a believer, maybe moved there for work or um, came into contact with the gospel and got saved. So then he witnesses to his family. And in this local area, there's no other church. And so he's the leader of that church. He may have never had training. He may have may even not be qualified for church leadership. And that's kind of the, the history of the church. It's kind of a Brethren Baptist uh, merger. And so as we train guys, they come to us, as I said, without discipleship, without mentoring, and very quickly they already have more training than, than the pastor that they came from. And so we always are dealing with issues of pride and character and humility and um, uh, just try, telling them, you know, even though we want you to have deep, deep convictions, be very careful as you, as you go back. Esteem your pastors who have worked full-time, who have given their lives to the church, and, um, and, and have really never received anything for that. And so it is a challenge. We do tell the churches, we're going to send these guys back to you. But as is oftentimes the case, there's really not a place for them when they go back. Uh, we have uh, seen uh, in the past year even two of our graduates placed in existing Baptist churches. So we're very, very thankful for that. But by and large, like most, uh, most of Europe, they are bivocational. We've had guys who return to the same job that they had when they started school. And because it's bivocational, because it's just more going to be, end up being more work for them if they go through training and become pastors, they also come to us with very, very little encouragement. In fact, most of our graduates who have come to us, when they came to us, were discouraged uh, by coming to come to us, even by pastors. <laughs> saying just, there's no future, you know. It's tough. It's impossible. Um, and so, and of course, the pastors are also uh, anticipating that this guy's going to come back and, and show them up, right? And so that whole dynamic is very hard for us to navigate. But by God's grace, like I say, we have 22 graduates uh, who are uh, serving in, in different places. And then another uh, way that we are able to influence is far beyond our own uh, personal ministry is through books. And so throughout the years, we've published at least 20 books. And there is no market. Uh, there is no, there's only one 
real book Christian bookstore in the whole country, uh, and these books do um, are sent to other uh, churches in former Yugoslavia as well. And so we uh, do the translation, we do the editing, we do the proofing, uh, we do the uh, graphic design, all subcontract, some contracted out, and and then we sell them, market them, and sell them ourselves. That's uh, the way it has to be. It is a ministry. It is heavily subsidized. Uh, books are very expensive, but we've had feedback of people who are not even in the Protestant circles who are reading these books, and um, we even. <laughs> Because we do represent, um, from our perspective, the conservative wing of the Baptist Church and and all who would want to uh, identify with us from the outside con- perspective, we're the narrow-minded fundamentalists, right? And so uh, we do get, it's funny, we get people who call in and will order books, give us an address, but they won't give us their name. Uh, and so I guess they don't want to end up in a presentation uh, in, in Sun Valley. And, but... Um, but again, we're very thankful. The last book that we published was uh, Pastor John's uh, commentary on the Hebrews up there. We tried to uh, make it very similar. Uh, we've never done a hardback, in fact. Uh, so we try to make it similar in hopes that uh, someday we will have a whole uh, shelf of those available. But if you can imagine, um, th- there is an old series of very um, superficial, very light uh, Tyndale commentaries. Some of you, you ha- may have, have those at home. Uh, probably done in the 50s. Uh, there's a few of those that are translated in the Croatian language, but there is nothing at this level uh, and no other commentaries other than that and a commentary that we did on the book of, of Isaiah in the Old Testament. So uh, we have multiple translations of the Bible because anyone that's taken a semester of Greek has taken it upon themselves to translate the Bible. Um, but we have no uh, commentaries except for for these that we produced in that old old Tyndale series. And so very thankful for that. If if the churches in Croatia would just uh, go, if the pastors in Croatia would just go through that commentary and share what they're learning and what they're studying with their churches, it would be a night and day difference. And so just very thankful for that. As far as prayer requests for us, um, we're going through transitions. Uh, 20 years ago when we went out, the furthest thing from our mind was coming back and leaving one of our children. Um, and also a transition just, again, for you to be aware of, pray for us, but also be aware for those missionaries who have been on the field for for uh, as long as we have, by God's grace. Uh, the one thing that we were not thinking about when we left 20 years ago is, what about the health of our parents? And that has become an issue over the last few years. Uh, my mom passed away from cancer uh, four years ago, uh, three years ago, and uh, my dad is in assisted living in Georgia right now. Uh, he had some uh, mini strokes in May or April and hasn't gone back home after that. And so that's a, a big concern for us. And so we're going to go in November, spend a couple of months in that part of the country uh, to be with him and kind of monitor where he's at. He wants to get back home. He's motivated to get back home. It's just a very slow recovery at age 85. And even that, when I come here to to check in on my dad, uh, who's 85, 86 as of uh, last week. Uh, I'm also aware that I'm leaving behind a pastor who's 76. Uh, and my absence in Croatia, from Croatia, means more work and more uh, uh, things for him to do. And so that's a, that's a transition for me. I need wisdom in that. 
in my role as a missionary, not wanting to take on um, uh, too much. I want to. We. I don't want to take Pastor Mishko's role. I want to help him transition someone else into that role, and so um, uh, just pray for wisdom and in those kinds of transitions. Of course, as I said, transition of uh, of uh, leaving Gracie here after Christmas. Also, training. I mentioned we have four new students, and then the training that goes on in the churches as well. All that starting um, in October for us again. I pray that God would uh, form these men into men who stand strongly on the Word of God and and minister effectively the Word of God. And then, of course, transformation, revival, uh, numerical and spiritual, uh, just that, that God would add... Uh, living stones to the church in Croatia, and that uh, those who are believers would grow and uh, develop. It's so, there's so few resources. It's hard for us here in the West, for us here at Grace Community Church to understand how little resources there are for growth uh, in other parts of the world. No radio stations, no uh, good books in our language. Um, it's it's just growth is slow. No examples of Christian marriages and families. No older ladies you can go to in your church to, to get insight and counsel. And so uh, pray for, for growth. One other thing uh, that um, we are here in this, that we're taking care of while I'm here in the States is uh, I've had the privilege of starting a, uh, or continuing my education at Southern Seminary in Kentucky. And I have been doing work on biblical counseling and really just for the purpose of understanding uh, sanctification better. Um, one of the reasons I chose to go into biblical counseling is be- not because there's a demand for biblical counseling in Croatia. It's kind of like uh, expository preaching. We kind of have to tell them what that is and then create a market for that. And it's kind of the same for biblical counseling. People do not seek counsel in Croatia at it's very warm, very friendly, very much based on tourism culture, uh, but very hard to get beyond or below that uh, superficial uh, relationship. But uh, as I would look at the men that we we're training, I would see very clearly that we're very uh, uh, efficiently reproducing ourselves in them. And like many young uh at the time, I guess, uh, young master seminary graduates, uh, we would see these guys who had been trained and were very effective at opening the text, uh, opening the Bible up, explaining a text, giving the information, but maybe not in the warmest, most practical, applicational manner. And so just thinking in, through how I could uh, serve the students better, I thought it would be good just to get more uh, study on on uh, biblical counseling, uh, sanctification, practical application of the scriptures. So I chose to do that and then had the opportunity to work with Stuart Scott there at Southern before he uh, left. Um, And also chose to write a thesis on the practical applications of the humanity of Christ. And so last week uh, with Stuart and another professor from Southern, I got to defend my thesis and uh, pass my defense. I still have some work to do. But uh, by God's grace, I will be able to graduate in December with my uh, doctorate in ministry. So very thankful for that. And appreciate you who prayed for uh, that uh, defense last week. So, yeah. 
Nina's here, and Gabby and Katie are here, but if you have any questions, we'd love to answer them. Uh, uh, if there's anything that you're aware of uh, that has gone on in Croatia or any updates specifically that you would like, um, I would certainly uh, love to, to let you know. I know Pastor Mishko is very, very grateful. I think in times past that he has uh, had the chance to, offer, uh, to speak to this group and um, has provided, this group has provided help for um, radio ministry and, and things like that, and so very, very thankful to you ladies, and of course, very thankful for Christmas cards and, and birthday cards and all that that we get from you. I'm very, it means a lot to us. And, and one thing that I have to say, 20 years of ministry uh, in Croatia, one of the things that overwhelms us, truly overwhelms us, is the just the many ways that we've experienced the goodness of God through the church and kindnesses that have been shown to us, generosity that's been shown to us. Uh, just to give you one example, we hosted a couple um, with a short-term mission trip here in um, from Grace Community Church and got to know that couple 15 years ago and kept in contact. Two of their kids had already come with the high school before, and so when it came time for us to begin to look at and investigate how we could... Uh, possibly send Gracie to college here, um, that couple contacted us and said, we'd like to offer a free room and board to Gracie um, for her as long as she wants, wants it and as long as she's at Master's uh, University and they live right next to campus. And, uh, and so it was just really, really overwhelming uh, to see God open that door and provide for, that, for us in that way. And, and again, it's nothing that we've done. All glory to God. And, it drives me nuts when you meet people who go to church on the internet, you know, they listen to, uh, praise the Lord, they listen to Pastor John on the radio or on the internet, but they don't bother getting involved in a local church because they're just too perfect for the local church. And uh, and that happens in Croatia, believe it or not. Um, uh, those people all came out of the woodwork and when Paul Washer came, all these fans of Paul Washer who were uh, too busy to commit to a local church. And um, and it's just shocking to me when I think of how God has so richly blessed us through the local church. I wouldn't give up the bride of Christ uh, for anything except for Christ himself. So thank you uh, for all your kindness that you've shown us and thoughtfulness. So do you have any questions? I know you guys ask questions. Yes, ma'am. Well, essentially, if you're in Croatia uh, and you're Croatian, you're Catholic. The the Orthodox in Croatia are Serbians who live in in Croatia, and so and so it's really that. So they say 86 percent, I think, are Catholic in Croatia, about six percent um, Serbians, about or and same as Orthodox, and then six percent Muslims. Uh, the percentage of evangelical believers is less than half a percent. Yeah, less than half a percent for sure. Uh, I would the number they kind of throw out there is four thousand Baptists. That's pretty generous. I mean, we know the churches. We know the size of the churches. There's a few. There's a lot of Charismatics. Probably about the same number of Charismatics uh, and Pentecostals. Um, there's a few Lutherans, but of course the Lutherans numbers are are expanded because. If it's a Lutheran town, then then that's 200 people in the church, but six people come into church on Sunday. So, um, and 
just to give you an example, um, we are not the only training uh, place to get training in Croatia. Um, the Baptist used to be uh, working with Pentecostals, and but that uh, school got so charismatic, uh, so uh, crazy in its um, Pentecostalism that the Baptist pulled out from it, which was a remarkable level of discernment for them. And so they joined up with the Lutherans. Uh, and so the Baptist Lutheran school and then that Pentecostal school have now uh, more recently, in order to maintain accreditation uh, before the government, have essentially become part of the state university system. So that would be the equivalent of going to, uh, I don't know if there's a UCLA school of theology, but if there was, you can imagine what that would be like. That's essentially um, the uh, the uh, distinction that they would be able to maintain. It's just a department of religion, Protestant religion, within the Zagreb University or between inside the Osijek University. And that, that they sold out to maintain their accreditation. We don't have accreditation. We never probably will in Croatia, at least. So, any other questions, comments? Yes. Well, the war ended in 1995, and we in we came in 1998, and the war never really um, affected the area we're in. Of course, Karen was there in 1996, right? Uh, so uh, Karen and Irv were part of the first team to go to Croatia after the war. And so uh, it was tumultuous uh, in parts of Croatia. And there's still places where they're sweeping for mines and things like that, but, um, uh, but remote areas. Um, but we, we were never directly affected. The greatest tumult that was going on when we arrived in 1998 was Croatia had just competed for the World Cup for the first time as a country. And they got third place. And of course, this past summer, some of you may know that Croatia got second place 20 years later. And so we're hoping that if God would give us 20 more years in Croatia, (laughs) that we'd see Croatia win the World Cup. I mean, it's pretty amazing to get second place for a a country of four and a half million, 4.2 million people. So, and they played hard. Yeah, yeah. And everyone was cheering for the underdog, but but it was it was fun. It was a fun time. It was amazing because there's not really a whole lot in Croatia to uh, um, cheer for as far as excellence or exceeding expectation. And so to see the country respond to that uh, was really fun. So, all right, thank you. Well, thank you, Brackets, for being here, and we're excited to get to spend the semester with you guys and enjoy seeing you guys more often. But let's go to the Lord now and pray for them, okay? Father God, it is such a joy, Lord, to hear of this country of Croatia, Lord, and how you have preserved a body of believers, Lord, and even since the Reformation, how you plant seeds, Lord, and then you continue to work and Your word never fades away, and you will call those to yourself, Lord, who you have chosen. And we're so thankful for Mishko and Mira, Lord, and for their faithful ministry over the years and enduring um, such hard hearts, Lord, and being so patient to minister faithfully, Lord, and to shepherd the flock that you have given them. 
We thank you for the Dicks and the Heatons and for the Brackets and for this team that you have used to continue to shepherd the flock there, Lord, to start the training. We thank you for these men who have gone through the program and who continue to come. We think of the four who are starting this Monday. Lord, we do pray that you would be with them and give them such diligence and grace, Lord, as they study. And I pray most of all that their hearts would be affected by the word that they will be receiving, Lord. And we ask that you would strengthen them and give them such boldness and grace as they share your word in their home churches, with their families, with their communities, Lord. Father, we continue to pray for the teachers at the training center that you would continue to give them grace and wisdom, both in teaching and in shepherding and discipling these men and their families. We thank you so much, Father, for your grace in their church and growing their numbers. And, Father, just to see the growth and the maturing of their flock, Lord. We pray that you'd continue to do so and continue to uh, make their members faithful, Lord, to go out and to share the grace that they have received from you, Lord. Father, we thank you so much for the brackets and how you have given them 20 years in Croatia, Lord, and how you've grown their family, grown their ministries, Lord. We thank you for the girls, for Gracie and Gabby and for Katie. We do pray for Gracie as she starts this new adventure of college, Lord, and we pray especially for Chris and Nina, Lord, and for the girls as they leave her here, Lord, that you would encourage their hearts as they leave part of their family here, Lord. But how exciting, Father, to see her stepping out in faith and to mature, Lord, and to be used for your glory now here, Father. We do ask that you would continue, Father, to bless all these transitions, even as Mishko is getting older, Lord. Please pray, uh, we pray, Lord, for the transition of the ministry there, Lord, that you would rise up a faithful man and leader to take on the ministries that he is doing, Lord, and that you would continue to work mightily and that your light, Father, would be so apparent in a country where many are not seeking you, Father, but we pray that you would continue to seek them and draw them to yourself. Father, we thank you for this time together, and we pray that you would bless our week now. In Christ's name, amen.